0: listening to 505 696 999 across the UK and around Great Britain it's time to hear what you think it's time for Five and Drive
1: Good evening everyone and welcome to a much earlier than scheduled Five and Drive while we usually bring you the reaction from the weekend's games we're here almost 24 hours before the final day of the Premier League season to hear from you You're here with me, Bobby Ravage. And me, Ian. Wong. I thought it was wrong.
2: Give it a fing rest, Ravage. If I told you once, I've told you a thousand times. I have a
1: speech impediment. I knew you were the one person to host this show. Whoa, 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 Roggy. I'm just helping to clarify for the yard of hearing. Are you excited for the final day of the Premier League season? Absolutely, Bobby.
2: This season has been absolutely packed with twists, turns, drama, excitement and most importantly, a bizarre hike in car insurance prices. Almost impossible to get a quote these days without getting mandatory sleep in bad
1: cover. Well, I can't explain that one for you, Rongi. We've got a bumper five and drive for you this evening, folks. We want to hear from all of our listeners. How do you feel the season has gone? Do you think Leicester are worthy title winners? And who's going to face the drop tomorrow? Who are you tipping to go down, Rongi? Well, Bobby... I would have said Burnley were safe, but
2: since Paul Doyle managed to worm his way out of an FA charge, Burnley are right back in the mess.
1: Four losses in a row since Doyle took the reins. You're not wrong, Grongy. While Paul Doyle was awaiting the FA inquiry, his team went on a four-match winning streak and looked to be home and dry. He might have been better off letting Borin take over permanently. I
2: still can't believe that Jeff Blabber let Doyle off the hook. That panorama investigation presented more than
1: enough evidence to take him down. Oh yeah, I did catch that show. Absolutely fascinating it was. Just so we're clear, I scored six headed goals in my career to your two wrongy. Moving on, we've got our first caller. I believe we're talking to one of the architects of that investigation. Mr Ian Quigley is on the line. What do you want to say, Ian?
3: Yeah, hi Bobby. I just felt a real need to talk to someone. That two and a half weeks with Paul Doyle nearly broke me. He's not the easiest person to spend almost all your time with. I mean, I barely slept. I had to consume my weight and alcohol pretty much every day. I had to engage in some of the seediest and grotesque acts that I now need therapy to help me to forget. On top of all that, I've continued to get threatening letters in the post and constant anonymous phone calls. I'm terrified to go outside. I'm thinking of going into witness protection.
1: Oh my goodness, Ian. That sounds awful.
2: It absolutely does, Bobby. Ian, what are the contents of these letters? Do you know who's
1: behind them?
3: Well, they're spelt using words cut out from the Turf mob, and clumsily stuck down with Pit Stick. I'm pretty sure that Paul Doyle is behind them.
1: That's an extraordinary allegation from Ian there. Paul Doyle is threatening you, Ian. Is he threatening your life or those of your loved ones?
3: No, no, nothing like that. He's threatening to come round to my house and drag me out for a night in the town. Says he hasn't seen me in weeks, he still hasn't been able to grasp that I was an undercover and only pretended to be friends with him for the purposes of the investigation. Maybe if I change my name to Ian Investigator, that might throw him off the scent.
2: I knew that Paul Doyle was an absolute wongen.
3: Oh yes, thanks a lot for talking to us, Wongi. I'm sorry it didn't help in the end.
1: Ian, I don't know what you're talking about. I was guaranteed my anonymity.
3: Oh, of course. My apologies, Wrongy.
1: I'm extremely surprised that other ex-players weren't asked to contribute to the investigation, Ian. In terms of pure footballing experience and seniority, I have many sources left in the game that may have been able to lend a hand. Oh, Leave it out, Bobby. I've got my contacts, as you well know. I don't think you can really trust the people you've met at your Car Habitation Anonymous meetings, Wrongy.
3: Actually, Bobby, that was where we found a lot of people who had information regarding Paul Doyle. Seems like there is a direct correlation between Paul Doyle and people struggling with their housing situation.
1: I see. Well, thanks for talking to us, Ian. It's time for our next caller. I believe we have a Mr Paddy McDoyle on the line. Paddy, what are your thoughts on the season? Who should win Manager of the Year?
4: Aye, it's nice to finally be on the show, Bobby. I've been rigging up every week trying to get on and have my voice heard. With regards to your question, I think we all know there's only one answer.
2: Uh, Who's that then, Paddy? Brendan Rodgers? Ole Gunnar
1: Solskjaer? Robert MacDonald?
2: Robert MacDonald?! Are you having a fucking laugh?!
4: What the fuck has he done managed to do this year? He's a pile of useless shite.
1: Please mind your language Paddy, this is a live broadcast in the middle of the day. What are your thoughts then, Manager of the Year?
4: Well it's Paul Doyle of course. He's been hounded all year by the vultures of the FA and the media combined. The amount of falsehoods and outrageous allegations he's had to put up with Absolutely astonishing! He survived an attempted dressing room coup by me earlier this year, and that's Ben me, the disgraced defender whose only achievement this season is his association with the great Burnley team that won the Carabao Cup, and that's not me, Scottish Burnley fan Paddy McDoyle. Uh,
2: where did you say you are from, Paddy? I-, I can't quite place your accent.
4: Uh, um, uh, <clears throat> I'm from Dublin up there near Inverness in the
2: Highlands. Oh, I see. Yes, I can hear it now. I've been with my two lads many a times for their summer holidays. Well, I would have thought you'd have more support for your fellow Scots, Bobby Mack.
4: Well, I tell you, he needs about 20 supports made of solid steel. Have you seen the size of him? Clearly he hasn't been sticking to the strict diet and exercise plan on his asparagus go app. But anyway, I don't want to talk about Bobby Mack. I'm here to hold the media to account. You two have had a lot to say about Paul Doyle on this show over the season. And I think you both need to show some humility and offer him a public apology.
1: An apology, Paddy? What's on earth for, may I ask?
4: Well, for a start, let's put some respect on the man's name. He managed to take a squad of useless, inexperienced, talentless, clueless, and from what I hear, mentally challenged footballers to the greatest victory in Burnley's history.
2: Uh, uh. Paddy, oh, I think Burnley have won the old Division 1 League title. Surely their League Cup win doesn't outrank that.
4: Oh, you listen to me, Rongi. The League Cup is probably the most difficult trophy in the world to win. You wouldn't know that because you didn't make it past the second round. So not only did Paul Doyle manage to overcome this unscalable mountain, he has established harmony in the dressing room and he even looks to have saved Burnley from relegation. And they're, they're fucking shite.
1: Paddy, I'm going to have to ask you one last time to uh, mind your language, and if we hear any more abusive language, I'm going to take you off the air. And I'm afraid that Burnley aren't out of the woods just yet. Burnley face a very difficult challenge against Jose Mourinho's Tottenham side, and need to hope that Bobby Max Newcastle don't get a result against the champions, Leicester. It also doesn't
2: seem like the dressing room is at all settled, Paddy. Burnley are on the full-match losing streak since Paul Doyle returned to the dugout after that inquiry business and the fans certainly seem to have turned on him. I think there was a chant at the last game that was along the lines of, Paul Doyle's a crook, he's useless as f***.
4: Now you f***ing listen to me. Those f***ing players had better to the line and get the job done tomorrow. Paul Doyle has given absolutely everything to his club. His stellar reputation is on the line. And and you know what? He has turned down the England job eight times times over this season just so that he can stay with burnley and help them stay up you're welcome gareth by the way if you're fucking listening uh, those ungrateful knuckle dragging fans can shove their songs up their asses what the fuck do they know about football absolutely nothing yeah paul doyle is far too big for this fucking football club and don't you worry there's a bigger pond awaiting this big fish don't you worry about me
1: paul doyle is that you Well, I don't know what to make of that, Rongi. Extraordinary. Right, next caller. I believe we have the special one himself, Jose Mourinho. Hi there, Jose. It's great to hear from you. Good evening.
5: I'm very excited to be on the show. You could call me the excited one.
2: Well, well, how do you feel the season has gone so far, Jose? Your Open League football guaranteed for your team next season. Where would that rank for you?
5: It would be my greatest achievement ever in football. We need to first talk about me, then about Tottenham, and then about the Europa League. Remember, we should never judge a fish by its ability to ride a bicycle, but we can judge a fish who has been caught and transported to a bigger tank. Now am I calling myself a fisherman? Maybe I am the fishy one.
2: But really, Jose, is the Europa League bigger than the Italian treble? Bigger than back-to-back Premier League titles?
5: Of course. Respect. Respect for the Europa League. I am the European champion. Two times. How many European championships did the specialist in failure at Arsenal win in 20 years? Am I the special one? I think so. I think so.
1: Jose, while we have you, I think the listeners will want to hear how you managed to pull off this fantastic season for Spurs. Going from Champions League finalists to scraping a Europa League qualification is certainly an achievement. The transformation of Harry Kane under your tutelage has been amazing. His performances as a holding midfielder have been astonishing. Yes, of course. Before I joined, Harry was being underutilised and
5: very careless on the ball. Sometimes you have to appreciate what you have and I have a Ferrari up front, but a kabuki jog on in the midfield. It makes sense to make the Ferrari the centre of attention. No one else would do this. Maybe I am the unusual one.
2: Jose, he scored 16 goals before your arrival. I think he's only managed one goal since then. And that was a one-all draw with the relegated Norwich.
5: I wouldn't expect you to understand football heritage. You are a specialist in failure. Before Harry Kane was making runs, setting up chances and scoring goals, I don't like to see this. Not, no, no, no. They say I am negative, no. Now I have him breaking up play outside his box. It is beautiful. It brings me to tears. Goals are overrated. Harry was only focused on scoring, but this is not basketball. We need players who can do the hard work.
1: Let's quickly talk about the game tomorrow, Jose. How do you think your opponent Paul Doyle has done in his debut season? I will
5: not talk about Paul. Doyle. I will not talk about him. I think he shows disrespect to the league and to me. Yes, he keeps sending loot drawings to my hotel room in Salford. I do not like
1: this man. I do not like him. Indeed. Now, Mister Mourinho, I know you told our. Producers, you wanted to explain in detail all the reasons why you don't like Arsene Wenger and why you think that children should be banned from laughing. But I'm afraid we have another guest caller. Hello!
6: Hi, is that a driver for a Fiver taxis? Yeah, can I get a taxi for about 30 minutes' time, please? We're going to the fiver for a drive-in at the live-in for five theatre from 99 Bellsend Road, I think it is. No, stop laughing. It's mine and Barbara's date night. Barbara! Barbara, get ready. Taxi will be in five minutes. Yeah, so I've got to give her plenty of time. She's only 5 foot 1, but it takes about 7 hours to get ready. It's not like she's 8 foot tall. No idea why it takes this long. But yeah, we'll see you in 5.
1: Sounds like another wrong number, Rongi. Honestly, how hard is it to type in the white number, Bobby? I've no idea, Wrongy. No idea at all. We're just going to take a quick break for the news now, Rongi. You'll be back with me, Bobby Ravage. And me, Ian Wong. I thought it was wrong. After the news, up next.
4: The time is now four o'clock. Now let's get today's sports headlines.
5: Thank you. In a novel attempt to fill their stadium, Manchester City are looking to clone fans at the secret facility in Newton Heath. They are currently looking for a single Manchester City fan who will form the basis for the clones. No such fan has been found to date. We bring you tragic news that Cuthbert Beelzebub, beloved Burnley mascot and officially known as Bertie B, was found dead at his home in East Lancashire last night. Mr Beelzebub was found dressed as the Black Panther with a pineapple in his mouth, a noose around his neck and an enormous quantity of oven clean in his system. In other news, convicted murderer Garth Crooks has been transferred to Guantanamo Bay under the orders of the UK criminal justice system received from Interpol. Crooks pleads his innocence and has named Jermaine Genus and Neil Etherington as accomplices in his heinous crimes. Newcastle United manager Robert McDonald has announced he will be participating in the next season of Strictly Come Dancing. Mr. McDonald has said he's always been a big fan of the show and is excited to take part. Break a leg, Robert. After a record 18 matches unbeaten, the pressure is really mounting on England manager Gareth Southgate. Sources close to the England boss say that is really struggling to handle the press attention and quote, will bottle it at the Euros. The FA are thought to be considering their options. And finally, ex-Burnley assistant manager John Adamson has applied to be transferred to a juvenile correctional facility. Mr Adamson was convicted on charges of match fixing earlier this year and has claimed he would be doing prison system a favour due to the publicised overcrowding. Now back to Five and Drive.
1: Welcome back, listeners, to Five and Drive with me, Bobby Ravage. And me, Wongi. I thought it was Wrongy, Wrongy. For fuck's sake. Now, I believe we have the Burnley chairman, Sir Tarquin Ewood Thatcher III on the line. Hello, your lordship.
7: Why, hello, Robert. Uh, I'm delighted to talk to you this fine summer evening.
2: Lord, Lord Thatcher? How do you think the season has gone for your team? Has Paul Doyle lived up to expectations?
7: Well, I certainly think that Paul has shown all of us what he is capable of. Although it seems like the FA didn't see it that way.
1: Although it does look like Burnley have done enough to see off relegation at this stage. Would Paul Doyle's job be safe with a season in the Championship?
7: I don't want to discuss these sort of things now. I think what's important to consider is whether Paul has the assets he claims he has. I would have thought the inquiry might have helped me in this regard, but alas.
1: Speaking of the inquiry, Lord Thatcher, we did hear some outrageous allegations from your ex-mascot, Bertie B., RIP. He claimed you're running an exotic animal breeding operation out of the club's training ground, Can you comment on this?
7: I'm disappointed in you, Robert. That was, of course, a complete fabrication from a disgruntled former employee. Not only that, but he was an active substance abuser, so I imagine he hallucinated some of these exotic animals. Down, Barkley, get in your box. I'll give you an ice-sugared bun.
2: Is everything okay, your lordship?
7: Oh, yes, my labradoodle, uh, Barkley, is being very... being a very naughty boy, he can be a bit of a handful.
2: Right, uh, okay. Uh, Sir Thatcher, we also heard a bit more recently about your legendary Premier League owners' parties in an expose by Rebecca Crooks in the News of the World. There was a leaked image of topless Mike Ashley riding a tiger while Sheikh Mansour pulled what looked like a mixture of vodka, Jägermeister, and Blue Carousel into his mouth. You yourself were in the background in the paddling pool of what looked like champagne with a baby elephant. What do you have to say about this?
7: No, no, no. You can't believe anything that Beastly Woman writes. I would have thought you knew that, Ian, considering that she wrote about you. Or is it true that you are responsible for the arson that has resulted in a honey shortage across Europe? These poor beekeepers' lives have been utterly destroyed, and now I have to import mine from Madagascar! Uh, uh, uh,
2: what about the photo your lordship?
7: It's very easy to doctor a photograph these days, gentlemen.
1: So is that how you explain the second photograph of you and Debbie Diabetes, where you're bent over and she's prepared to come at you from behind?
7: Oh, I do apologise, my good fellows, but my sweet kitten Cordelia requires my attention. Cool do.
1: Always a pleasure, your lordship. And now we're on to our next caller. Hello there. You're on with Bobby Ravage and Ian Wrong.
8: Hello? Hello? International Maritime Rescue, my name is Graham Grahamson! I don't have long. I am to steal a phone from one of the pirates! They're bound to come back any minute! Each went out for a smoke! You need to send someone out now!
2: Where are you calling from Graham? What are your thoughts on the Burnley season?
8: In the bowels of their ship! Chained up! Somewhere in the Atlantic! God, oh god, they've got guns! Keep saying something about our reward is in heaven! If they know I've got this phone I don't know what they'll do to me! need to send someone to rescue me.
1: Well, Graham, I think Burnley have missed their chance to get in a Big Sam or an Alan Pardew to rescue them. They'll have to rely on Paul Doyle to finish the season with a flourish. Do you think they'll get the result they need tomorrow or later today?
8: Well, I don't give a sh*t about Burnley. I only care about surviving.
1: Ah, oh, you must be
2: a Newcastle fan, Graham. they have the chance to stay out tomorrow if they win and Burnley lose. Bobby Mack has done a great job for you since he came in, hasn't he?
8: Who on earth is that?
2: Big Brucey fan,
1: are you, Graham?
8: Can both of you shut up and listen to me? I'm on a pirate ship somewhere in the Atlantic. They picked me up when I was stranded on an island! I've beaten the human traffickers! I don't know what they're gonna do to me! I need to get a message out to my wife! Oh, Sarah! If you're listening, I love you! It's too late for me! I can't seem to call anyone off of these fing heads! I managed to steal a flare gun! And I'm going to take this ship down with me. I'm going down and
2: I'm not coming back. Damning words from Graham. He doesn't think Burnley have a chance to come back from the championship.
1: You're not wrong, wrongie. And I think Graham's views will be shared by many of our listeners. Now, I think we have another caller on the line. Hello, you're on to five and drive. You're driving and we're five in.
6: Hi, is that the Live Five Theatre? Yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to cancel for tonight. I know it's not your fault, I know it's last minute, but that flipping taxi. Sorry, I can't swear because Barbara hides my Xbox. That flipping taxi hasn't shown up. It's an absolute disgrace.
2: Uh, Sorry, I I didn't quite catch that. What's wrong, Carlo?
6: I'll tell you what's wrong, I mean wrong. Barbara and I are absolutely devastated. We only get to go out once every three months because uh, of some weird skin condition. I, I can't go into it. But now she's sobbing in the corner, and makeup streaming down the face, so that's not really helping the skin, is it? And she looks like a combination of Heath Ledger and Too Faced with those burns. Come on, Barbara, I'll tell you what, we'll stick a movie on. You, can, In fact, take your pick, as long as it's Star Wars. And we'll get a takeout from Wong's Walk Wonderland. I know it's your favourite. Human Centipede 2. No, 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 no. Put that back. No, we're watching Star Wars.
1: I'm terribly sorry, caller. I don't think we can help you with that particular problem. Now, we've got another call. Hello, you're on with Bobby Ravage and Ian Wrong on 696. Uh,
2: Daddy, uh, Daddy, are you there? Shane, Shane, I- I- is that you, my boy? Daddy, uh, d- did you hear the news? Mammy is been crying non-stop. She bought a case of pie from Costco and is blaming herself that Bertie found it in the utility room. Now, now, Shane, calm down. I was very sorry to hear about Bertie, but my back seat is always open to you. Your brother and your mother if she wants to come crawling back.
5: Is that him, Brody? I told you not to ring him.
2: <laughs> Adele, is that you? I told you Bertie would let you down.
5: I don't want to hear anything from you, Ian. You had your chance and you blew it. And that's one more blowy than you will ever get in your f***ing life.
2: Adele, I, I, I told you I'm sorry. We could be a family again. And also, the producers told me that we need to get married again if we want a second series of The Wong
8: Ones.
5: I, I knew it!
8: You're a piece of shit, Ian.
5: I don't care about any fucking TV series. Bernie left me his fortune, and I bet you fucking knew it, didn't you? I'm not giving you a single penny. You can rot in your car for all I care. <laughs>
2: Adele! Adele, I'm sorry.
4: Mummy, 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 calm down, calm down. I've made your favourite drink. Seven shots of vodka with a whiskey chaser. I'm not talking to you, Daddy. Mummy needs me. And you only care about your TV Manny. I'm not visiting you in the car park at Tesco this weekend.
2: <laughs> oh, Brody. Brody, I can do better. I'll give you and Shane the best Christmas ever.
1: Oh, donkey! what's a terrible time in the Beelzebub household. Now let us move on. It would not be five and drive without this man calling up... It's Chief Admiral, Lord, CEO, Supreme Ruler, Ultimate Overlord and Führer of the Burnley Supporters Club. It's Keith Heppelthwaite.
5: That's Chief Admiral, CEO, Supreme Ruler, Ultimate Overlord, Führer, Il Duce, and CEO Lieutenant of the Burnley Supporters Club, my friend.
1: Right, you are, Keith. Now, are you able to sum up how you think this season has gone for you as a Burnley supporter?
5: One word for you, Roberts, rollercoaster. I've been following this club 10 light years, man and boy, and I've never known any season like this one. We've had our ups with winning the Caribou Cup. We've had our downs with the assistant manager getting convicted of fiddling the kiddies.
2: Hi, Keith. Wongi here. I believe that light years are a unit of distance and not time. My years studying astrophysics at Keel just off the M6, were not wasted. And Do you think you could stay out tomorrow?
5: Well, I don't know, Ian. You're asking me the million pound question there. As I said at the start of the season, just as long as we avoid relegation, that's enough for me. You know, i have shut with bald oil throughout and I have a feeling he won't let us down tomorrow.
1: <laughs> that's fascinating stuff, Keith. It really is. And would you like to say anything else one last time before we let you go?
5: I would as a matter of fact, Bobbitt. I'd like to say something for my Debbie. She's away right now, but I believe according to her roster that she's got binned on kitchen fridge next to Veronica's drawings, she should be with David Davidson and I know they always listen to the show from the back seat of his kabuki jog on. Oh, really? Oh, yes, apparently. Ian Wrong's voice is the only thing David can get his engine started to, so to speak.
1: Bloody hell. (laughs) Go ahead, Keith. What is it you wanted to say to Debbie?
5: Deborah, are you listening? After all we've been through this year, you, you know, you're the love of my life the apple pie in my eye, stepmother to my wonderful Veronica I would not change you for the world I thought there would be no better way of asking you this, and I want to know will you be my wife?
1: Oh my word, Wrongy, a proposal live on air, what a way to finish Five and Drive and put us right in the frame for an Oscar
2: You're not wrong there, Bobby
1: Indeed Now I'm afraid that's all from us this evening and for this season listeners But not to worry, you'll get more of me, Bobby Ravage
2: And me, Ian Wong
1: Just a little bit later on when we're special guests on Soccer Saturday Covering all of the action Where are you off to, Wrongy?
2: I think I'm watching my boys club, Crystal Palace at Bournemouth tomorrow How about you, Bobby?
1: Well I'm back in my old club, Manchester United You know I had a fantastic time there of course, so it's nice to be back
2: Oh lovely How many games did you play for Man United
1: in the end, Bobby? Sorry, Wrongy, didn't quite catch that. Um, Many games, big club. Anyway, that's all from us. Goodbye from me, Bobby Ravage. And me, Ian Wong. I thought it was wrong. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the final day of the Premier League season. I'll be bringing you all of the action from around the country as we finish the year in style, while David Davidson has actually put his car to the good use, and he's out at the King Power Stadium watching the Champions Leicester. Unfortunately, they've still got him on the phones with us, though. Sad to see the season end, Dave.
2: Not really, TT. Summer is my favourite time of year.
1: Oh, yeah. Summer, international friendlies, the transfer window...
2: Well, that, and it's also the most optimal conditions for sleeping in my car. I save a fortune in not having the heaters blown out all night.
1: Right, I see. Well, I thought it might be tinged with a bit of sadness for you, David, as this will be the last time we'll be working together as a pair. I'm off to Sly Sports next year.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard about that.
1: Well, you know what it's like, David. I didn't want to go, but when your head's turned and you get offered a seven-figure salary, you can't say no.
2: TT, the figures after the decimal point don't count. And I heard you, you begged them for a job offer. Got down your knees in the office at Sly HQ and cried.
1: Wow, very bitter that, David. Very bitter. But as a pro, I'm going to breeze past it. First of all, for you listeners who don't already know, I have to bring you the sad news that Burnley FC mascot Bertie B sadly passed away last week. May
2: he rest in peace. Very sad, very sad. He died doing what he loved, at least.
1: You're not wrong, David. Dressed as the Black Panther, pineapple in his mouth. Noose around his neck, and a huge amount of oven cleaner in his system.
2: Enough to last a restaurant for a whole year, we believe, is what the coroner said.
1: There's going to be a candlelit vigil held outside the club to remember Bertie after today's game.
2: That's good to know. I might go along to see if I can flog a few candles and pet- I'm Sorry, I mean lighter fluid.
1: To each your own, David. Now, I'm sure you remember that incredible FA inquiry we covered last time.
2: How could I forget, TT? It's not the finest moment.
1: In a remarkable turn of events, and against all the odds, Paul Doyle actually managed to escape prison with just a small fine and a slap on the wrist.
2: That's less than what I got. I'm going to have to sell another kidney to recoup the loss I made better on the outcome.
1: Well, I don't know how many times we're going to talk about your lost bets this season, David, but hopefully that'll be the last one. And we're joined by our very own Andy Dufresne right now. Paul Doyle, you're on the line. How are you feeling after the extraordinary inquiry last month?
4: Oh, I don't know. Extraordinary? I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about there, Tom. I mean, it was a pretty uh, cut and dry affair. pretty easier to breeze past, to be honest, and tell you, I now know how
2: Nelson Mandela felt after that spot of bother he got into with the authorities. Paul, are you comparing what you went through to the 27 years Nelson Mandela spent in a South African jail for fighting apartheid?
4: Well, I mean, you can't really compare the two. I mean, what I went through was a little bit trickier than what poor Nelson had to go through. But... We did spend both time in prison, David, so I guess there is a comparison to be made.
1: Paul, you spent a total of six hours in a holding cell.
4: Oh, well, yeah, I mean, six hours. It's six hours for you, Tom, but for me, it was also six hours, but it felt like a a really long time. I mean, how long did Mandela have to go without barn (laughs) I I, I don't imagine that he'd have gone five minutes, really, because the South Africans, they love a pint.
2: I think Oscar Pistorius might be more of an appropriate comparison to you for someone on trying in South Africa. What's that Davidson? Who the hell is he? He was the first Olympic athlete with no legs.
4: I have been known to turn up to work legless if you know what I mean.
1: Well that being said, the views of the world have stuck with the sports theme and gone for an OJ Simpson analogy in their coverage of the events.
4: Uh, Who's uh, OJ Simpson? What? Orange juice? What? I'm not familiar with that man's work. I'm sure he's a stand-up bloke.
1: Anyway, moving on to the football. How do you rate this season for Burnley, Paul? Has it been successful?
4: Tomo, are you kidding? If you'd offered a Burnley fan at the start of the season that we could end the final day of the season, 17th? 17th, I tell you. 17th. You're
2: bitten your hand off. But you were talking about a top four finish when we had you on here at the start of the season, Paul. David, have you been drinking your windscreen washer fluid again? I don't remember saying anything like that. Well, well, yes I have actually, but I, I don't see what that's got to do with anything.
4: Dave, Dave, that was all mind games, you know? You've got to get in the heads so of the other relegation team managers. Listen to me, there's absolutely no way that we could finish any higher than where we're going to finish with the substandard group of wasters, has losers that this club has got and they like to call players for some f***ing reason. No offence to them.
1: Well, that group of players had actually turned the season around Paul and since you've come back. Uh, the wheels have re- well and truly come off You've taken over again from Borin, Who is caretaker manager following the inquiry And since you've come back Burnley are winless Four games Not even scored a goal What do you think that is? Oh Tomo 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 Tomo.
4: I mean There's a, there's a list of reasons as long as we f***ing arm. I mean for a start We've had a tough running. You know Anyone can get a win against City away Carabao Cup final Does anyone remember that? I beat Manchester City No one remembers it No one talks about it I don't know why I would but trying to get something against Bournemouth when they're on form like they have been of late even the great Sir Alex Ferguson he'd have probably thrown in the towel but I
2: haven't I've stuck with it I'm here S- some people are blaming it on the loss of your right-hand man John Anderson after he was convicted of match fixing and child sex offenses following the inquiry
4: John who oh 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 yeah that guy that used to hang around like at the games look I barely knew that lowlife
2: Paul, oh, he was the best man at your wedding.
4: Uh no, 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 no. You better get your facts right. That was actually my old mate, Ryan Giggs. He even took me wife away for a couple of days before the wedding so that I could have a mental stag with the lads. Listen, I'm an excellent judge of character. John, he wasn't really that involved with me, but he was just the godfather for both my kids.
1: So what are you planning on for next season, Paul? Are you entertaining the idea that Burnley could go down today?
4: What's that, uh, Tom? uh, Listen, I don't want the England job, if that's what you're asking me.
1: It's not why I asked you, Paul, no.
4: Oh, uh, honestly, honestly, Tom, uh, the FA, they've been bringing me up so much. I've had to block the number, it's quite embarrassing. I mean, sucker Southgate, he had not even been officially fired yet, although I think we all know it's just a matter of time. I almost feel sorry for him, in a way, because he's just so out of his depth.
1: So, your future's with Burnley then, Paul?
4: Listen, I love this club, and I'm here with Burnley for the long
2: run. I've always said that. So you're saying categorically that if Burnley went down today, you would stay with the little championship, Paul?
4: If, if, if only I hadn't taken those magic mushrooms, I'd still be able to visit Nosey Safari Park, and they wouldn't have to put down all those lions. I'm not getting into hypotheticals, David. No hypotheticals here.
1: I see. Well, we'll let you go and get prepared for today's match, Paul. Thanks for talking to us today.
4: Cheers, <laughs> lads. I'm hoping i got time for a couple in the Weberspoos near the ground before kick-off. Oh, you know what? I'll just give the Inquiry a ring and see if he fancies joining. Oh, <laughs> that guy. He's always up for a drinking sesh.
7: We know all about Burnley manager Paul Doyle, but what about the man? Paul Doyle.
4: I've never had it easy, but I've overcome grief and hardship to become the best manager Irish football has ever produced. You've heard it all about me from the liars and the bastards, but now let me tell you what really happened in my new autobiography, Paul Doyle, Tears of a Hero. The difficult childhood. Many a lonely night was spent Kicking stones, the Irish tater fields. Oh, but that built me into the man, the myth, the legend. My words. I am today. The booze. Oh, they tried to get me to go to rehab. I said, do they serve WKDs? They don't! I said, no, no, no. Crime. Messi, he's talking out of his ass. He's only got a restraining order against me because he's scared.
7: Scared of Burnley on a wet Tuesday night. Paul Doyle's autobiography, Tears of a Hero, out now in all good looking stores. Goes written by Jermaine Jennings. 10% of proceeds go to Paul Doyle's charity, British born footballers, kick him out.
1: Welcome back to this most super of Saturdays, which brings us to the conclusion of the Premier League season. The sun is shining, players are ready, and the best thing is that Double D has been sent off to the King Power to cover the Leicester-Newcastle game. What a day! I, I can't hear you, you know. I thought I could mute him. How do I mute him? I sh- right, right. While most of the business at the top of the league has been sorted for some weeks, all the interesting action is happening around the bottom. Sitting one point from safety, Burnley hosts Jose Mourinho's Spurs team who are looking to claim a Europa League place. Meanwhile, Robert McDonald's Newcastle, who <clears> sit <throat> just above Burnley in the table, face the champions Leicester at the King Power Stadium. Another intriguing tie on the final day is the Merseyside derby, and at Goodison Park to cover that match for us is Jimmy Aspariger. How do you see this one shaping up today, Jimmy? Well, it's
5: what's a call, really. We, we all expected incredible things from this little side. You, Won the Champions League only 12 months ago, but they never really got going this season. You can you can blame injuries to key players like Allison, and Van Zyke even. But you know, Klopp should have done more to stop Mo Salah from joining the, the newly reformed free officers movement for me. And playing Jordan Henderson so much; has been absolutely catastrophic to Liverpool's season. But that said, this is this even It's the worst I've seen in a in a long, long time. Jordan Pickford has been arrested for. Public and decency in, in the Vatican. For me, the not seen with the, with the useless, useless knobheads of the league, if, if cowardice was rewarded with money, these would be millionaires, you know, for, for me. Sadibi at right back needs to get right back to France. And Guilfi Sigurdsson give me a break, it's a f***ing disgrace. That said, solid mid-table for them so far, Tomo.
1: Thanks for that, Jimmy. We're really looking forward to seeing how that game pans out today. Down on the south coast, as relegated Bournemouth hosts Crystal Palace, is our very own Ian Rong. Lovely day to be beside the seaside, Ian. You're not wrong,
2: TT. Brody and Shane have had a wonderful time. That was until a seagull stole Brody's cornetto and he made a right scene in the end of the Bournemouth Pier. Bet would have bought me another one, he
1: was wailing. Are you not at the stadium yet, Rongy? Kick-offs in half an hour. We're on our way now, but
2: let's be honest, no one gives a sh*t about this match. Daddy, you said a swear. Please, please. Don't tell your mother. She'll never
1: let me see you after this. Thanks, Wrongy. Sounds like you've got enough on your plate. Over to Bobby Ravage now, who's covering the Manchester United versus Sheffield United game. How's it going up in the northwest, Bobby? Well, we find ourselves here in the extraordinary circumstances where a win for Sheffield United would take them above Manchester United into fourth place, Tom o. Having come up through the ranks at Manchester United, and knowing the standards that the likes of Giggsy and he used to set, this can only go down as a disappointing season for the Red Devils. It never would have been tolerated in my day. And how many appearances did you make for the club, Bobby? Sorry, Tomo, you're cutting up, I can't hear a thing. Right, and now I'm being told I have to go over to David Davidson, who's at the King Power Stadium watching Leicester versus Newcastle. What do you want?
2: Yeah, thanks, Tomo. Interesting bit of news ahead of kickoff. We've just found out that the scheduled match referee, Anthony Taylor, has been sidelined with a vicious bout of diarrhoea, and stepping in to take his place at the last moment is none other than Matt Chuffix. No one knows why Chuffix was here in Leicester, 100 miles away from his house in Kent, or why fourth official Mike Dean wasn't asked to step in. But there you go, Matt Chuffix will be refereeing this one. Nothing ominous about that.
1: That um, that was actually quite interesting news, Davey. Maybe you should go out to the grounds more often.
8: Oi, Thompson! Don't you be
0: offering my gig to anyone. It's bad enough you didn't send me a card when I was undergoing all that like, chemotherapy.
1: And who's that in here? hear? It's over to our man on the inside at Turf Moor, Lawrence Terrington. What's the mood like at Burnley, Lawrence?
0: Oh, it's grim, isn't it? Really grim. It's grim now as the first game of the season. they've really wasted so much time in the past year in this dump. Oh, you mean the football club? Well, Paul Dole and the players arrived at the ground about an hour ago. Doll was wearing thick sunglasses, even in the grey northwestern weather, to either hide his identity or his hangover. We must have a quick catch-up with Jeff Hendrick, he so he just wants to get the season over with. You, and me, both, Jeff, you and me, both. We're hearing announcement around the ground. Tomo, I'll let you, I'll put you on speaker so the fans at home can hear. <coughs>
2: Ladies and gentlemen, as you all know, the beloved Burnley mascot, Bertie B, was taken from his party soon earlier this week. We are joined here today by his partner, Adele, and two daughters, Beatrix and Bianca. His eldest daughter, Bianca, would just like to say a few words quickly sharing her and her family's thoughts of you, the supporters, and briefly summarising Bertie's life. I think that we can all agree that that was a truly moving sentiment and very informative. I had no idea that Bertie did two tours of Afghanistan. There will now be a minute silence to remember the life and times of Cuthbert Allen the
1: Thanks for that, Lawrence. Really moving tributes there to a true icon of the game. Now, we're moments away from kick-off, but before we do, let's take a word from our friends over at Broke Lads.
0: Are you a pathetic excuse for a human being? Are you a useless worm? Do you barely earn enough money to make ends meet? Well, this is the perfect time for you to bet now on the Broke Lads app. Download Broke Lads today! need to stay up. Evens. Burnley to go down. Evens. You'll see Mourinho to do a knee slide on the touchline. Evens. Bet now! Directly, bit on everything with both hands. Please gamble responsibly.
1: And we're off. Bringing you the action from all the grounds as we witness the thrilling denouement of this year's P- Premier League season. Through most of the action has been sewn up by now, we're keeping our eyes firmly fixed on the King Power Stadium and Turf Moor, where we will see which of Burnley and Newcastle will join Norwich and Bournemouth in the Premier League drop zone. I'm hearing that there's been some early action in Leicester, where Newcastle could have the chance to save themselves. Over to... David Davidson to tell us more. Why do we put him in an interesting game?
2: The STT and Champions Leicester have an early goal. James Madison slipped a quick one through to Jamie Vardy, who buried it beyond Martin de We're just awaiting a VAR check for a possible offside. Referee Matt Tuffix has jogged over to the pit side monitor to check the images. And is that, yeah. Truffix has switched off the monitor and pointed to the centre circle. The goal stands. Leicester 1 0 up within five minutes, and as things stand, Newcastle, Newcastle will be back in the Championship next season.
1: Pretty incredible scenes there, David. Although this is the exact kind of bizarre behaviour we've come to expect from Matt Fix this season. Over to Lawrence Terrington to tell us how Burnley are getting on.
0: Thanks, TT. He's just come through to the ground about what's happened at Leicester, and there was an audible groan from most of the fans there. I heard one fan say that relegation be worth it if they got rid of that useless t***er Doyle. Paul Doyle in the has been salsa dancing in his technical area since hearing the news about Newcastle.
1: Thanks for that, Lawrence. And Paul Doyle looks a happy man. 20 minutes on the clock. Let's head over to Jimmy Asparager to talk about the Merseyside derby. What's been going on, Jimmy?
5: Well, not a lot, Some there been less action here than the Asparager goal tracking on New Year's Day. Just there's no spark for me, the team, and by the looks of things, they're all ready to hit the beach after this one. Um, in fact, if I, if I look down at the pitch right now, I think Tom Davis is, is actually wearing his flip-flops as we speak.
1: Thanks, Jimmy. Keep us posted. We're approaching half-time now and there's been a huge goal at Turf Moor. How important could this be in Burnley's season? Over to Lawrence Terrington. Huge
0: goal, Tom. Typical Burnley in many ways. As Tyus Bramble looks it forward. The ball's headed out wide by Chris Wood to Dwight Gale. He beats his man and puts the ball into the near post Spent by Ashley Barnes he nods past a flailing QU release Minimal celebrations from the Burnley players are not mirrored by their manager Paul Doyle was bouncing on the touchline he's gone but he's gone now he's gone charging down the touchline right through the tunnel maybe nature called either way it's 1-0 to Burnley and as it stands Burnley will be a Premier League club next season back to you
1: Thanks Lawrence and as the half time whistles ring around the grounds, Burnley are staying up
9: Fine folks, it's Borin here, you're a friend of your groundsman and yes I've turned me on to a bit of football management, but that's not my passion, no sir, what Boren loves is tending gardens and that's why I fully endorse this product.
5: The newest product in the prestigious Bowlife brand, presenting Borin's bodacious hedge trimmer.
9: Do you have an untamable bush? Is your edge so tangled that you can't see this pitch underneath? Boren spent years and years honing his craft, as he himself is a right mess downstairs.
5: The Boren's bodacious hedge trimmer is adored by gardeners everywhere. Wait a second, why is he sticking it down his trousers? you year
9: that's getting rid of the unwieldy pretty garden. Mrs. Boren will be absolutely delighted by these results. Oh, Jesus Christ. By the Boren's bodacious hedge trimmer. Out in all good libraries by tomorrow.
1: We're back, and we're heading straight over to Turf Moor to catch up with Lawrence Terrington to hear about Paul Doyle's half-time shenanigans.
0: What's going on, Lawrence? Thanks, Tommo. We're here hoping to catch a glimpse of what Paul Doyle is telling his players during his half-time team talk. Hold on a second. Paul Doyle's is just walking up towards me now. I think he's on his phone. He stopped just a couple of yards away. Let's see if we can listen in. Hello, hello. Yep, yeah, yep.
4: Yeah. God, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's me again. Uh, can I can I just quickly uh, speak to John Anderson, please? Yeah, I know. Listen, I know I'm not supposed to ring up, but this is really important. His mother is unwell. She's on a deathbed. Can you just you need to go get John, please? Just go get him now. Hello, John. Inside. No, no, no. Don't worry about that. Your mum, she's fine. Look, listen, mate. We're winning one nil. What some shoots I make? John, John. I do not want to hear that you've been attacked again. I think that makes me feel. Do you know how much of a f***ing moaner you sound right now? Listen, we've all got problems. Oh, They ran out of John Smith at the Spoons before the match. I had to have Ruddle's. Oh, he should have been there. Right laugh, actually. Me and Ian. Shots of tequila. Sabuka, Jaeger. One after the other. And he threw up all over the car. Uh, uh-huh,
8: gotcha.
4: no on uh, yeah, I'm working on your appeal. I'm doing loads of stuff. I was on air with Thomas Thompson, David Davison. I was singing your praises mate, singing your praises. I'm
8: on get
4: it. What was that? I think... Wait, what? I didn't quite catch that. Forward in midfield, midfield in defence. Wait, I'll do the other way around. John. John!
2: John!
0: John! John! Oh f*** it, Don, he's gone. Well, we're just about to start the second half here at Turf Moor. And true to form, Paul Doar's making a couple of changes to the second half. On comes Aaron Lennon seemingly replacing midfield anchorman Jack Cork and Titus Bramble is off with midfield maestro Mate Vidra on in his place. A strange one from Doyle, let's see how it pans out for him in the second half.
1: Thanks Lawrence, and those substitutions will make fascinating watching for the second half. Things were also back underway at Goodison Park where Liverpool have taken the lead. Jimmy Asparagus, what's going on? That's one nil to Liverpool, Sam
5: Jordan Pickford's fault, it's Sadio Mane, and, you know, Pickford's talk about him, his little T-Rex arms and his, his bad attitude, and, and he's diving over the ball. He's, as we speak, he's arguing with an, an older fan in the Gladys Street. It's, for me, he's, he's, he's one of the biggest pricks in the league, Tomo. A, a real little c**t who doesn't quite belong in professional football. And, and you know, it's disappointing to say, 1-0 to Liverpool.
1: There's a real horror show for England's number one there. And he could have gifted Jurgen Flopps Liverpool a win in the Merseyside Derby. A huge goal at the King Power Stadium. Davy, tell us more. You can say that again, Tommy. Are you, are you actually waiting for me to say it again? F***ing useless. There's been another goal while you've been f***ing about, Davidson. The poor fans don't have a fucking clue what's going on. Barry Seville won't be giving me this kind of crap at Sly next year. Just tell us the f***ing score. Right, got it. 2-1 to Newcastle. Two really odd goals in
2: which there were clear fouls on Leicester players in the build-up. Referee Matt Chuffix waved away protest. Come to think of it, this may have something to do with the big sack of craps that I saw Bobby Mack hand over to Chuffix at half-time. Could be a coincidence, though. He used to say.
1: Are you kidding? You saw Matt Chuffix accept a potential bribe from Newcastle manager and Paul Doyle's arch-enemy, Bobby Mack, and didn't think to tell us... It's it's unbelievable, David. Unbelievable. And there's been a goal at Bournemouth. Ian Wrong, what's going on down there? Has there been a goal, Tomo? You
2: mean the boys have gone for some half-time fish and chips?
1: The boys are ever so upset to hear the news about Bertie (sighs) B. Bobby Ravage, do you have anything interesting to say? You've come at the right time, Tomo, because Sheffield United have just taken the lead in extraordinary circumstances. And it's me who's given them the lead. Me being Ben Me, ex Burnley captain, not me, Bobby Ravage. Sheffield United are staring Europe in the face, which oddly enough is what Paul Doyle predicted for me at the beginning of the season. Again, Ben Me, Sheffield United defender, not me, me. Sheffield United won it up at Old Trafford Somo, and that's all from me. And that's me, Bobby Ravage, not Ben Me, Sheffield United goal scorer. Thanks, Bobby. Now, as we enter the last 10 minutes of the season, Sheffield United are heading to the Champions League, Newcastle United are staying up, and Paul Doyle's Burnley will, re- will be relegated. You can't take your eyes off this one.
0: Oh my God!
1: And that noise tells us there's news from Turf Moor. Lawrence Terrington, what's going on?
0: Unbelievable scenes here, Tomo. As Josie Mourinho's Spurs equalised? It's that man, Harry Kane, who's brought Spurs level, and Paul Doyle's breath. bereft throwing his phone in the water cooler screaming F*** you Adamson you once and is now slumped in his chair with his head in his hands Spurs boss Mourinho on the other side is ecstatic he's slapping his chest and waving his arms at Spurs fans in the corner it's worth remembering that Spurs have nothing to play for and will only be in the Europa League next year the Burnley players get the game back underway. the way and have five minutes left to save their season
1: thanks Lawrence it seems to be all over for Paul Doyle as the final whistles are starting to come in it's all over at Goodison Park What's the final score, Jimmy?
5: Well it's the cop trace somehow. Yeah, having a bit a bigger big disappointment to me than my lads and the, the apology letter I got from Jorex after he was born. It's really, really dreadful on both teams and neither are going anywhere fast somehow. You've you really got a question. Alamanchalotti and his signings because on am um, he keen and Alex Wolby and goal Gomez, just not up to it. And as for Liverpool, I don't know what they're so happy about finishing eighth in the league and scraping past the seventh side. Isn't anything to be singing about really? And what a dreadful derby! I could have been out getting vital steps in on me asparagus go up.
1: Thanks, Jimmy. And it's all over at the King Power. Double D, what happened?
2: Well, Newcastle have won, TT, but football's the real winner here.
1: What does that even mean?
2: Well, Newcastle are staying up. Big old club with a big fan base, big win for the football here, no? Anyway, unusual scenes at the end here as Matt Chuffix heads straight over to the Newcastle bench in the final whistle and gives Newcastle manager Bobby Mack a warm embrace. They're, they're now lighting up two expensive-looking Cuban cigars and are laughing along with each other. Matt Chuffix is certainly happy to see Newcastle stay up, that's for sure, but why?
1: Why indeed, David, why indeed? Surreal scenes there at the King Power. I hear the sound of the whistle coming through from Lawrence Terrington. LT, is it all over for Burnley?
0: It is, Tomo. It is sad scenes here. The final whistle has gone and Burnley are relegated. Spurs manager Jose Mourinho has gone charging down, down the touchline and has been knee sliding up and down the penalty area. He's obviously buzzing with Spurs' Europa League finish that was already secured before kick-off. The Burnley team and coaching staff will boost straight off the pitch and down the tunnel. It is, it's dark scenes here tonight. We have can, cans of vampus being thrown at them from all angles. You can hear the chants of we want Doyle out ringing around the ground and the atmosphere is getting more toxic, toxic and sour by the minute. Oi! Leave Terry alone, you cretin. I've got to go, Tomo. My driver's getting picked on by the Burnley disabled fan section.
1: Incredible scenes at Turf Moor. And let's hear the final scores from around the ground in the last classifieds of the season.
4: Burnley 1, Tottenham Hotspur 1, Burnley FC relegated to the Championship. Leicester City 1, Newcastle United 2, Everton nil, Liverpool 1. Bournemouth Palace, no score because Ian Wrong was not there to record the score. Arsenal two Manchester City nil Manchester United nil Sheffield United one Chelsea one Wolverhampton Wanderers one Norwich City nil Watford nil West Ham United vs Southampton Abandoned because no one cares Brighton Hove Albion ten Aston Villa eight Do that.
1: Welcome back to the final Soccer Saturday of the season, which seemed Burnley relegated under Paul Doyle. We're going to head straight over to Turf Moor now to Lawrence Terrington, who's watching all of the action unfold.
0: It's toxic here right now, Tomo. The fans have gathered in their thousands outside the grounds, waiting for the players and coaching staff to leave. Burnley captain Jeff Hendrick came out and spoke to some fans at the front of the mob. And the feeling is that they're only here for Doyle, which could be why there are so many burning effigies of Doyle's dismembered body. The playing squad were then allowed to leave the scene and escape on the team bus. dollar really is all on his own here, with the fan and the fans want blood. The pitchforks are out. There is literally a man, a man with a pitchfork. He calls himself Boren. Where do you even get a pitchfork? We're going to have, try and capture some of the things the fans are shouting using Terry's drone mic. Why do you have that, Terry? So you can listen to your ex-wife and a new fella having sex while you're sleeping in your car. Fucking hell.
8: You stole,
9: you stole this club from us, Doyle. Now feel my pitchfork.
5: Two days, man and boy, I've supported this club, and I've never seen such a disgrace. All I tell Veronica about our club, you'll pay for this, Doyle. You really will.
4: Come out and try it, keep knocking on, you
2: filthy scandal. I'm going to can't stop you, fucking face you, s. Well, it's clear that Paul Doyle has lost the dressing room, and this is the saddest day of my life.
1: of than when your wife died after what doctors described as losing will to live? It, it yes. And when her body was finally late to rest this morning? Yeah, absolutely,
2: yes. It, it's time for Paul Doyle, to join Margaret, my wife of 60 years, six feet under. (laughs) And here he is now. (laughs) Oi, right, calm calm down.
4: Everyone, could you just step back, step back for a minute. Audrey, Audrey, just put out that. Don't, don't, don't throw that, Audrey. Come on, stop it. Calm down. This is not the outcome any of us wanted when we started the season. And it's now time for them all, the chairman, the players, and yes, you lot, all of you, stood right here, the fans, to reflect and think about how all of you could have better supported me in my vision for this club. Oh, shit. Oi, don't waste that, you fucker. Oi, get off me. Get, get, get your filthy working class paws off me, you dogs.
2: No! No! Stop
5: it! Uh, Order! 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 Thank you. I have a statement from the Football Association here. Firstly, the FA would like to make clear our commitment to justice and the rule of law within football. The very near miscarriage of justice that saw Paul Doyle almost jailed was a dark day for the integrity of the FA. As a proud South African former lawyer, who is part of the prosecution team that put away that absolute terrorist Nelson Mandela. I see it as my personal responsibility to put right the wrongs that were very nearly committed a short time ago. To that end, the Football Association is making it publicly known that we have parted ways with England manager Gareth Southgate. We thank Gareth for his time with the national team and wish him all the best in his future endeavours. Replacing Gareth will be a monumentous task, but the man we believe best placed to take the national team to the next level is Burnley manager Paul Doyle. Paul, will you accept our offer? What? Of, of course I do. Get
4: in, you beautiful boa bastard. Fuck you, Burnley. Fuck you, Audrey. Fuck you Keith, you piece of shit. I hope you, fucking, Veronica. You fucking rotten hell, you piece of fucking. God. I'm get it. I'm out of here. England! England!
8: England! England!
1: Join us for the Managing Without Football Christmas special where we see Paul Doyle take charge as England manager for the very first time ahead of the European Championships. But now, it's goodbye from all of us here at Managing Without Football and thanks for listening.
3: If your name's Tomo, you've got to do a Jagerball. Charles.
1: In the end, Bobby. Sorry, he didn't quite catch that. Um, many games, big club. Anyway, that's all from us. Goodbye from me, Bobby Ravage. And me? Ian Wong. No, is that right? Yes! <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, cause it cause he wrote cause he wrote an R on. Stop confusing! Yeah, but
4: you fing right, really right. Right. How many times have you done it?
2: No, because because somebody put in an R. Why?
4: Why?
0: Why do you? (laughs) The thing that that's on the screen doesn't actually like come out in in the uh, podcast.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All right. Go on. Did you say it? Did you you say it? Read your line. I've done it about four times
2: now. And me. Do it again. Uh. Oh, it. And me. Ian Wrong. What? Um, What was that? Right, ever doing it with an arm or not, I'm I'm, I'm no, gone. No
1: R. Without with R. an arm, There's never been an R. Well, I, I did every that before, and just laughing at, at me. Over the past right. four months. you
8: said, no, is that right afterwards?